Welcome to the Screen and Needle podcast. Join Will, Mark and Andy, as they talk about a random selection of movies and albums and then assign an arbitrary numerical rating to them. Ooh, compelling stuff. is Will Holden and today I am joined by Andy Malburn. How are you sir? Yeah all good cheers buddy. Excellent and by Mark Wall. How are you sir? Likewise thank you. Likewise excellent. Uh, Today we gather to talk primarily about The Power of the Dog, um, a film from 2021 directed and written by Jane Campion based on the novel by Thomas Savage, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plemons, and Cody Smith-McPhee. Charismatic rancher Phil Burbank inspires fear and awe in those around him. When his brother brings home a new wife and her son, Phil torments them until he finds himself exposed to the possibility of love. Twenty-five years since our first run together. Nineteen hundred and nothing. It's a long time. What you doing? Getting mixed up with her. You are marvelous, Rose. We were married Sunday. So I want to give your opening gambit. I picked it just because it was on my watch list, and uh, there was also a an extra element of, I know Mark's been well into his Westerns recently. Um, I actually think this is kind of irrelevant because it's not a Western at all. It's just a film in a Western setting. So mm-hmm. the, the, the whole idea of picking a film that was like a modern Western for Mark to shit all over, has, uh, I think has gone out the window. I mean, he still might hate it, but but I don't think yeah. he can hate it because it's a poor Western because it just isn't a Western. Um, but yeah, it was on my watch list. Uh, that was Oscar nominated uh, for Best Picture. I think it had the most nominations overall. Yeah, Johnny Greenwood scored it, which interested me. Mm-hmm. Where did you come down overall? Like, what's your what's your feeling on it? There's lots of elements that I like about it. Overall, I came away feeling a little bit flat, and I think I've got one specific reason for that. Um, Interesting. I'll, I'll save it. I'll, I'll get yeah. to that later. Marco, do you, are you coming in at the same angle? Mm, it sounds like similar, at least. I, I think it's an interesting film, for sure. And I like, I think I like the fact that a lot of it is sort of left to your interpretation. It seems to skip out on quite a lot and just leave it up to you to fill in the gaps, I think. And it does that thing where fundamentally, certainly the main character and not just the main character are kind of unlikable and that's always can be problematic I find but they kind of navigate that pretty well in a pretty interesting way I think there's like quite a lot to get into there and it does go I think in some unexpected directions which is welcome I think Mm -hmm. but yeah I I certainly wasn't blown away you know I think it's kind of decent as opposed to great how about yourself man 
I think, I mean, we may disagree on the various points, but I think I, I agree with both of you. There are quite a few things this film does, which I think it's very successful at. And there are quite a few things that it does that I think it sort of fails to do throughout the like runtime of the film. It's quite a long one at, what are we, two hours and six minutes. I never felt like it dragged necessarily. I didn't feel bored in a moment to moment. But I guess I echo your like point, Andy. At the end of it, I just sort of felt a bit empty about it. It just it stopped. You always whinge at things over like an hour and a half. I don't think two hours is is a long film. That's absolutely not, fine. Not by your modern standards. But I'm a, I'm a, my favourite films include uh, just basically an 80s blockbuster. They told their stories in a neat hour and a half package with no fat. That's, that's where I set my bar. I watched uh, Cook Kung Fury again last night. That's only like 40 minutes. <laughs> What, what a film. <laughs> Sorry, Mark, cut you off stuff. Well, I just say, we, we all know one of Will's most lauded films of all time is the something like four-hour-long Battle of the Bulge. So, <laughs> Yeah, good point. A bit nicer with an intermission so you can go away. Well, that, that's <laughs> it, yeah. Back. Right. Should we talk about some of our like positives of the film in general? Um, I think it's shot really nicely and i think the uh the place that it's set in is incredibly nice to look at it's a really nice like juxtaposition like you say the particularly on bits where you're seeing phil like the main character played by benedict cumberbatch like when you're seeing him kind of solo particularly like when he's like covering himself in mud to go and like clean in the river and yeah, that's a nice like juxtaposition as well between, like you say, Mark, he's not a likable character at all and not set up to be. Um, and you've got this like, yeah, really stunning backdrop to it. That's nice. I always like that in films. Yeah, I, I think it looks nice. I don't think it's, um, it's not the most expansive of movies. It's it's pretty one location really, isn't it? But that's that's fine. It, and it does look nice for sure. I guess the thing I liked is is what I mentioned before, which is, I just think he centrally is quite an interesting character because he is kind of unlikable, but it kind of goes into why and you sort of garner a little sympathy for him. Or at least I did. And uh, it kind of seemed like maybe he was genuinely changing potentially um, before certain events happen, obviously. I agree, though. I think like the it, it, it's a character piece, which is not always something I seek out but I think the sort of ups and downs of particular Phil Burbank but I also thought like by the end of the film Peter especially like was the central focus and was uh, I think for the most part like interesting to watch uh, enjoyed sort of that like development I've got a theory about the end I'm excited to get on to but I I think that's kind of why I was a little bit disappointed though is that I'll give away like the thing that I think let the film down as well. I think that Phil Burbank is a like super interesting character. Like I think there's potentially a really good film in there. And I think it's quite I don't think there's anything spectacular in either the way it's shot or the music or I but I think it was sort of well done without being amazing. I like Benedict Cumberbatch generally. 
And I don't mind, like, this isn't his normal sort of character either. Like, he usually plays somebody a little bit quirky, but he doesn't often play somebody this kind of dark. And after a bit, I just realised I didn't think he was selling it to me. Like, I don't... The description that you read of the film from the start, like, what's the words that it uses? Like, he leads by fear and... Fear and awe. I didn't... Like, you... I mean, I... I understand yeah. the the points that like there are specific scenes where obviously that is what it's trying to create. Like the first time that he meets uh, Kirsten Dunst, uh, Rose, yeah, Rose. Um, and Peter, and like obviously make like he insults them and belittles them and makes them both cry. Like I understand that that's what his character is supposed to be, but I never really felt it from him, and it kind of made me think of something like um, There Will Be Blood. Obviously not a comparative film, but like I think there is comparisons between like Phil Burbank and H.W. Plainview, Daniel Plainview, <laughs> Daniel, Daniel yeah. Lewis. Um, I think there are I think there are comparatives there, and I think like just a, I think it needed a really strong performance from Benedict Cumberbatch to really carry the film because the film is so much built around his character. I think it's a super interesting character that he didn't quite sell to me. You not think to an extent though that the you just said he didn't sell that like kind of being evil. I don't I think that's kind of the point. I don't I, don't, I think that's all a kind of act. I think that's one of the the principal things the film's trying to get across as like that's what I took from it. I mean it, it is like, to a point like he's obviously the, the kind of macho image that he's trying to project um we can, we can get into that later, like what is kind of behind his character, but there is, I just didn't quite, I didn't buy it on a base level. Like obviously, so whether you're saying that there are obviously things of his, in his character, which is why he's kind of putting that on. I still think the people around him are supposed to believe that that is his character. Like he does make people cry and people are fearful of him. And that's the bits that I didn't really buy. That's fair enough. I think the um, the will be blood comparison is is interesting though because I feel like I sort of expected it to go more down that route. Like when he started to call it what you will, like groom Peter or whatever, it felt to me like that was initially. I thought it was going to a completely different place. I thought he was going to take him away and basically kill him. Yeah, that that was my reading of it, and obviously that's not the case at all. He has genuine like affection for him, but yeah, so that was unexpected to me. So it must have worked for for me to some extent, because otherwise I wouldn't have thought that was going to happen. And yeah, I do think it's interesting, and I think obviously it's primarily sort of concerning his repressed sexuality, as you say, he's hiding it behind this macho like arsehole persona, of which he still is but seemingly only to certain people, namely Kirsten Dunst, which I wanted to get to because I didn't really understand why her in particular was kind of, you know, the figure he wants to completely destroy. I didn't really get that. Well, he spent his entire life with his brother as a as a duo. Yeah, like, I, I guess it was kind of a jealousy, just yeah. simply being she, yeah, split yeah, up she, from his brother. Yeah, she's taken his brother away from him, so he's prepared to destroy her for it. Uh, that was my reading anyway. I think there's quite a few tendrils that it doesn't stick the landing with all of them. I think throughout the film, the focus kind of switches a couple of times and it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't quite feel ordered. 
like it just sort of says like this is that we're going to show you a bit of phil and rose's relationship and then we'll show you a bit of george and rose's relationship and then a bit of phil and peter's and they but it didn't feel like it it went from one to the other for a, a reason or a purpose it just sort of slice of life it through the film I, th- I guess i kind of agree with you andy generally on the performances did benedict Cumberbatch completely sell what that blurb says the character is no i don't think he did but then i think the blurb's a bit misleading like in fact going in i was almost expecting it to be closer to a sort of horror like i was expecting it to be more psychologically horrifying (laughs) struggling to think of any other adjectives yeah i get i get that there's no point that he drives i don't know a character to suicide or there's a huge amount of kind of like mental abuse i guess but but compared to some things that you've seen is it's not but I've seen brutal. <laughs> it's not something I'm putting it down for either. I think I probably would have enjoyed that less, if that's what it were. But I think I, yeah, I read a little bit about Benedict Cumberbatch's like method acting. He didn't sort of didn't wash two weeks beforehand and like started chain smoking to the point it was making him feel sick. And after reading that, I thought I'm not sure it was worth it. Like I think I I, I think I enjoyed his character in it and particular relationship with Peter. Like I think that ended up being the most important bit of the film for me is that kind of last third. But I don't think Cumberbatch was absolute top tier for me. I do just think it's because I th- I think the character in the story was potentially so like engaging. It's not that I think mm-hmm. he was terrible in it. I just think it's a sort of film that needed a well yeah top tier is right like it needed a real oscar worthy performance to sell it and i don't think that was it like it, it's not that it was awful it just didn't i just think the character was super interesting and i didn't i didn't feel like i got really like absorbed by it i liked him possibly a bit more than you two i thought he was rather good and I did again, like you say, it's just it's just a really interesting character. Like his response to you know where he's told basically you need to wash up to attend the the family meal. Yeah, and he goes absolutely the opposite way. He goes goes mad, and it's just kind of thing like, of like well, yeah, that's it. But it's also I think what he's basically saying is if you can't accept me for what I am, i.e., the whole homosexual thing again, I guess mm-hmm. it's um it's just another expression of that. He can't be himself really other than yeah and be accepted in polite society i do think there is there is a little like comment on kind of cultural society as well as like homosexuality and like even little things like him playing the same song on banjo that she's struggling to play on the piano Mm -hmm. and just kind of yeah him wanting to stay within his like working class and not be part of that like high society world for sure some quality banjo playing Indeed. And uh, he constantly references his mentor, who is Bronco. I want to say Bronco Jones, but that seems too obvious. Great name, he's Bronco not, Jones. It's, he's not in the cast list, because, of course, it's not in the cast. <laughs> Was it Henry? Bronco Henry. No. That could be it. That anyway. vaguely seems familiar. Like, I think you're right. I think it all points to a, mm. a secret homosexuality in him that... It's possibly like first indulged with his mentor. Yeah, there's no hundred percent. I think I think they spell that out quite clearly. I think they definitely spell out that he like hero worshipped him and um yeah, to the point where he loved him. Yeah. Whether anything actually happened between them or not, I don't know. But whether that was reciprocated in any way. But yeah, so definitely I think it crossed beyond a mentor 
relationship for him. What did we think of Eater's motivations? Because, I mean, he is potentially the scariest character in the entire film. Yeah. Was like was was any of his kind of amiable times with, with Benedict, was was that all an act? Like the whole time? Was he just sort of waiting for his opportunity or I think I think I'd really liked Cody Smith McPhee's performance uh, in this character. But I think I think my read, having just watched it once, is that Peter is a out and out um psychopath. Yes, and agreed. Yeah, every <laughs> everything he says to almost anybody is an act. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, I think uh, I don't think he, I don't I don't I'm not sure that's clear from the beginning. But when you get to the very end of the film and you tie all of the sort of little loose ends together, yeah, I think it points to him being perhaps a monster due to circumstance. As one point where he describes his father's suicide and being the one to like find him and cut him down. Yeah, I think he is the the the, the monster of everybody. <laughs> they they hint at it early on, don't they? Like there's the rabbit that he catches quite early on yes. in the uh, film. They come in to like pet the rabbit and he's halfway through dissecting it. Yeah. And then later on they they catch a rabbit with a broken leg and he it takes him no time to just like pop its neck. Yeah. No hesitation. Yeah, it's it's dark. And you can take the angle that he's just trying to protect his mum. So I think to announce an absolute spoiler for the end, uh, which I'm about to say now. Do you think Peter killed Phil? Definitely. I never really thought about it, to be honest. That that seems a very obvious reading, actually. And I never yeah, never really yeah. thought about it. It was only afterwards, like I was talking to Catherine about it, trying to just um, voice my thoughts like immediately after watching it. And it was only when I was talking out loud, I was like, oh, I, I see. <laughs> it was the, the the smile at the window at the end when his mum and uh, George are happy without Phil. And then like working backwards from that, it was Anthrax. And then backwards from that, there's a scene where he goes like into the mountains on his own and just cuts into a cow like a dead cow, which at the time just seemed to perhaps hint more to his psychopathy, but I think is him basically collecting anthrax. They really make a point of spelling out how much like Phil is like careful of getting anthrax Mm -hmm. poisoning as well. That's it. They're surprised that that's how he died Uh, at his funeral. Put all that together with the idea that Peter's like affection for him is is just an act. You think at what point did Peter decide I'm just going to kill Phil? <laughs> yeah. At what point did the plan form? And at what point, like, is it straight away they meet and it's just like, okay, I'm going to kill this guy? <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? I, I don't know. I think it would be a, a good one to rewatch. I think there'd probably be a lot more there a second time around. I think one of the very first lines of the movie is, "I would do anything to protect my mother." So, yeah, it's it's there right from the start. Because I hadn't considered that, and because I 100% think you're right, I would say that he's not planned it from the start, that it's not opportunistic because there's obviously planning involved, but it's Phil who ignites their relationship. Mm -hmm. That's fair. So I I would have thought that it's more a case of, like, even if it crossed his mind immediately, like, the opportunity is now... Like he went along with it all because the opportunity had kind of yeah, yeah fallen into guess, his lap. I think Peter does make some attempts to ingratiate himself with the group, even before Phil takes him under his wing. Like when they are, I can't remember what they're doing, but they're all planning to ride out 
and he kind of walks into the middle of it to see what's going on and they surround him and Phil kind of ignores him. So Peter makes some, I guess, some forward motion. But I take your point, the first time they meet is in a restaurant. Everything that follows that is outside of Peter's uh, <laughs> control. So probably not the first time they met. Well, yeah, no, I was thinking more of like the first time he, like Phil actually kind of engages with him. He's like making him a leather rope, isn't he? Oh, that's, that's right. Uh, yeah, it's a rope, yeah. Um, I was thinking about sort of from there, maybe Peter saw an opportunity from there and that's why he kind of went along with it. To save Rose. But yeah, very much so. I think it on my feet. I, I think that reading's very much accurate. I liked um, Kirsten Dunst as Rose. I thought she was pretty good. But she becomes just like the alcoholic, the stay-at-home wife to jesse plemons is george who seems to start off with good intentions and then disappears disappears yeah i mean it's it's weird isn't it like (laughs) almost the second half of the film he does i thought kirsten dunce was good as well and i i think it's necessary to the story like the road she goes down but i don't think it was a bit of a shame it just feels like for a female director as well Mm-hmm. Just seemed like a slightly weak fe- female character in some respects. They don't really give her any agency of her own, or really, she just suffers. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it is what it is. I mean, it's it's not a major problem. She she was decent, and yeah, the the brother, the Jesse Plemons character, I was not a huge fan of his. Of, of course, from the uh, classic, um, I'm thinking of ending things. But I kind of liked him in the first few minutes, and he, it seemed like it was going to be a really crucial part and his character sort of falls by the wayside and i don't really understand what happens to him does he mm-hmm. still love his wife like where is he it, it never goes into it and that's what i was saying at the start really there's a lot of stuff which is just not shown just sort of, sort of got to work it out come up with your own interpretation but yeah it's odd how he just disappears and it really just becomes a focus doesn't it on a uh, phil and peter yeah yeah they're almost like just storytelling devices aren't they they're, mm. they're essential for bringing like Phil and Peter together, and once their characters have kind of served that purpose, they don't have a lot of purpose in the film. Uh, Kirsten, <laughs> Kirsten Dunst, yeah, Kirsten Dunst is still there, like you say, kind of trodden upon by Phil and like driven to alcoholism. You don't really see much of I forgot, his name is George, like Jesse Pleasant, like from then on. Yeah, it's not a slightly odd one. I guess everything's through the lens of Phil, though, isn't it? It's just what Phil's relationships are with people rather than how their relationships work sort of independently without him. I guess sort of don't matter to the the through line of the story. So I was going to kind of move on to the score. So what what, what did you guys think of the score? Uh, I think Andy mentioned before, I just thought it was kind of average. It's a little bit disappointed in the music. I think it's a bit on the nose. It's kind of got a slight there will be blood vibe to the film and it's almost as if they were like, oh, we'll get Johnny Greenwood because he scored that. And the score is nowhere near as memorable and effective as in that one. Forgot that he scored that. Yeah, I think it was his, well, one of his very first first ones. Yeah, Like the music was fine. There was a, a couple of nice bits, but it's a very minimal modernistic approach, I suppose. I'd have preferred something else. I'm not going to lie. I think other than a few scenes, I think a more traditional score could have been more effective. I think it could have highlighted the big swings more, got a little bit more emotional investment. It's not really an emotional film, is it? But yeah, the music was fine. But yeah, I was, wasn't mega impressed by it. I agree that it's not one of those sort of memorable scores, but I guess I found it more effective than you know, you've know you sort of set out there. Like I thought it uses a lot of sort of atonality to 
create like an obvious sense of tension and it's not using very subtle techniques but i think because it is so minimal in the kind of instrumentation and size i thought it worked i kind of i think it matches this huge open expanse that they're in but their their problems are quite insular and small and i thought that the subtlety and kind of lightness of the score and sometimes how like just horrible it sounded <laughs> to listen to yeah i think it worked for me it's not something i'm going to listen to outside of watching the film but as a kind of function to the film i quite liked it i'd probably agree with you more than mark well no i kind of agree with both but yeah it is what it is like you can argue that you would have preferred a like a bigger more traditional film score and necessarily disagree that that wouldn't have been effective but I think what he did was effective. Like you say, it was it was very minimal throughout it. Like occasionally, I, I found I didn't notice it a lot. And because I was trying to listen to the music occasionally, I sort of purposely did. And you're right, like it, it's 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 very appropriate. It was sort of tension building. And yeah, it did have that little bit of interest through. Yeah, there'd often be like a like something sort of bordering on a melody with like quite a sort of a, like a tonal. I was going to say harmony, but it's not even a harmony really. Kind of against it, like a clashing. It, it really was a just like world setting and tension building thing. Like it wasn't a a full score or anything near it. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't disappointed in it. I can imagine a version of this film with a huge like luscious score. I can see a kind of version of that, but it would, it, be a, it would be a very different film. Well, I don't think it would necessarily have to be. He kind of foreshadows what the entire film is from the very beginning. It like immediately puts you in that mind frame, which is fine. But to, to me, I would have liked a more, not even traditional film score, like a traditional Western kind of throwback at the start, which would have completely thrown you off what you're actually going to get. And then maybe to subvert it as it goes on, something like that. I'm talking about something it isn't, it doesn't really matter, but... Yeah, it, it did just strike me like right from the start, like you've got all these lush open scenery and all of this. And I don't know, I would have liked that element of the the Western to kind of be there, really. As you said, though, Andy, it's, it's not Western like whatsoever, so it doesn't really matter. But It's, it's not, but I can kind of see that. I was going to say it's relatively safe as a score, which it kind of is in, in terms of like tone. Now he's laid it out, but I don't think all of the kind of individual ideas, because there is sort of a bit of like clashing and atonality and stuff in it i don't think it is like super safe no but i think it's functional yeah for quite yeah. minimum i just mean for being quite minimal i guess it's 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 as interesting as it could have been really because there's so little to it that it's, a, it's quite difficult to add interest in there and yeah but functional is right but i do, I do think it functions well yeah yeah effect, agree. effective overall yeah so oh there was one bit that um, I don't think it was supposed to, but really made me laugh, was at the restaurant at the beginning when uh, Phil burns one of Peter's, like, paper flowers, like origami flowers, and Peter, like, really gets mad and loses his shit and goes out back and hula hoops super hard. (laughs) 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 It really made me laugh to see him just, like, hula his frustrations into into the evening. I could be wrong as well, but there's no way that hula hooping existed then, right? Well, it's actually hooping. one of the. It's well, actually can... one of the IMDb trivia. Uh, is, is under the goofs. I'm on the page it's... now. Oh, it's the top one. He's a modern hula. It was in 1958. So it's yeah. you know 
23 years early. I, I was just going to, why it's jumped back into my head, I was going to mention, I actually, I know it's not a Western, but I quite like the time period, that 1925, where the Wild West is still kind of somewhat alive, but it is in juxtaposition with big cities becoming very hot culture. And I think that being shown in the two brothers, one wanting to stay firmly where he is, and the other one wanting to bring more like city life and culture, just thought it was pretty interesting. Um, I think I'm going to curse myself a little bit for insisting on not having half points. Um, I came in today um, with seven in mind. I can have talked myself up a little bit. I think as we've talked about it, a few elements of it, I enjoyed more than I guess I thought about. So I want to give it seven and a half and I'm debating whether to push it into the eight. I think a lot of it's done really well. I don't think I enjoyed it quite enough. I'm going to give it a seven. I'm going to stick with my original score. I was exactly the same. Um, I was between six and seven, though, not seven and eight. Uh, I pretty much decided six, and then your reading of the ending made me think that's a much, it makes the ending much more interesting. Agreed. When I, when it clicked for me, it definitely like added a, a full point on. <laughs> and I'm also not going to, because I don't think it was super subtle either. You're absolutely right. Like there was loads of hints towards it. So it's not like me saying, well, you've obscured the ending so much I didn't follow it. Like I think that's just an oversight on my part. But exactly the same as you, I'm not going to score it up because I didn't quite enjoy it enough to give it a seven. So I'm going to give it a six. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on the same page. I'm. I'm a six for two hours. I, I certainly wasn't bored watching it, and I think it could well go up. I mean, it's a stupid thing to say. It could go up. It could go down. Of course, it could. But I get the sense that it's more likely to go up than down on a second viewing. I'd agree um, with that. I'd, I'd rewatch it as well. I would give it mm-hmm. another another watch. I'd expect it to go up rather than down. Agreed. All right. Sweet as nut. Shall we move on to the mini music segment? Okay, so connected to the movie choice, we're just going to have a quick chat about the first couple of singles from The Smile. Tom York, Johnny Greenwood, uh, and Tom Skinner's musical project. So uh, only the two songs have come out so far. Uh, The Smoke and You Will Never Work in Television Again. think yeah me and mark had a uh probably uh half the length of this conversation talk about it in the pub but i think i'd i'd listened to one of the singles once i think mark had listened to both and that was it and i said like at first listen i was just like i don't quite understand why they've made it it doesn't sound that dissimilar to radiohead and like what is radiohead anyway like they could easily just do this stuff yeah, I wanted to give it a bit more of a listen and listen to the other songs as well and see if my opinion changed from that. I hadn't heard these before, um, you mentioning that we were going to do, for the, do them for the podcast. So I've listened to both and quite a bit uh, in the last couple of days. I, I agree with you, they're not distinctly different to Radiohead to the point that it could have come under that banner, could have equally have been Tom York's solo project, I think, to some degree. But in both cases, I enjoy the songs while I'm listening to them and then sort of stop thinking about them as when I'm not, they don't, they're not, they're not songs that sit with me for a very long time. 
but I think they have quite a few like cool elements. Of the two, I think the smoke is my favourite. I like that it's led by a strong like bass hook. Is it in seven eight? I tried to count it, but I'm fucking useless, so <laughs> struggled. I think it. I think it might be in seven eight. I don't think it um, is. I think it's just in four. It yeah, points I think into a, a slightly weirder time signature for a few bars a here and there. A couple of times when the when the baseline does a bar of four and then a bar of three and yeah. then comes back with a bar of four, so it's offbeat compared to the drums. I can definitely believe that because it has that like main riff, doesn't it? But the riff is um, skewed quite a lot. I think they do just drop drop a beat in a bar yeah. so that they they come back on the offbeat rather than on the on the one. But I, anyway, I do think that that made riff is just in four four, but yeah, I think I think you're probably right. I think it probably does um, drop beats. And in the smoke towards the end, there's some like quite nice, sort of quite subtle woodwind bits that on repeat listen. Like I started picking up on those little bits that are quite nice. they're not very hooky so yeah i don't i don't they're not they don't really get stuck in my head too much i have to say if i wasn't familiar with the people involved i think both songs are pretty bad to be honest i think the punk one is incredibly uninspired it's really just rote and uninteresting and just sounds kind of desperate to be honest it's almost like they've done years of all this important music and they're just like, oh, let's just cut loose and have fun. And there's there's nothing inherently wrong with that. Like, fair play to them. But it does sound like they wrote it in 10 minutes to me, that, that punk one. It doesn't really have a melody to speak of. I, th- I think it's a bit cringe, to be honest. Um, I don't like the production. I think it sounds bad. And yeah, it, it's, the, it's the kind of thing, it sounds immensely like arrogant or whatever. But if I came up with that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be proud of it. fact that it is just a, like a pretty simple let's say kind of punk punky tune i quite like the production and this the sound of it um and i like tom york's voice enough that like again what in the moment of listening to it like about three minutes or whatever i think it's absolutely fine i'm somewhere in between on that it doesn't offend me as much as it does you mark i do kind of Failed. I think that's it. I'm not not necessarily jumping to its defence, but it doesn't it doesn't offend, <laughs> offend me. I have failed to see the point in it a little bit, and you're right on your point of if it was somebody who I didn't know, it wouldn't. I wouldn't. I barely make it through the song. I, I think, yeah, that is fair. Like it's kind of interesting to hear it on a. I don't remember the last time I heard Tom York sing like that. That's vaguely interesting. Um, yeah, that's that's fun. The smoke grew on me. It did. Like I think that little little riff that, like you say, kind of changes and drops beats occasionally. It's not that it's kind of overtly interesting. It's just it's almost that like hypnotizing thing. Like mm-hmm. it's just a kind of slightly hypnotic groove that never quite stays the same and, and settles. But again, yeah, the song the song isn't the song never really goes anywhere like there isn't there is a sort of defined chorus but it's not really a chorus it's just a break from that 
thing and then it goes back into it. It doesn't lead to being an interesting enough song for me. It very much sounds to me like, again, they just came up with that bass hook, repeated it ad hoc, thought, well, we better make this a little bit more interesting, so threw that timing discrepancy in there. And he just warbled some like falsetto over the top. I mean, it's it's incredibly like similar to other stuff, particularly Tom York's done and some later Radiohead. I think in both cases, they've done it better. And then it feels yeah. like, okay, well, we've put this together pretty quick. We better sort of spice it up a little. Oh, we've got Johnny Greenwood. Let's get him to do some nice little orchestrations over the top. And yeah, they're, they're fine. I think they're pretty uninspired. It basically just sounds like they've just added some orchestral instruments on because it wasn't actually interesting or good enough without them. And it, it doesn't really add that much either. I'd always rather they just kept to that lo-fi aesthetic if they're just going to do a, a free piece, like fun, like jam kind of thing, then just do that. It feels like they couldn't quite commit to it. They didn't have interesting enough music. So they're having to put other stuff on top and yeah, I don't know. It's it's not bad. Don't get me wrong. I know it sounds like I'm mega slagging it, but you know, I, I have quite high expectations of those people. I think that's fair though, because I've I've done that in the reverse, where things like Mother Mother, where we've talked about some of their later albums, and you've made the fair point that if this was not, if this was another band, it's still a really good album. I took the stance that like it isn't it's mother mother and I think that's the same is true here like you you set a standard for these people and what you kind of expect from them I'm guessing they've like missed that mark for you from what you've said uh, Mark you you're more familiar with Sons of Kemet than me yeah right and I have listened to I've listened to like two tracks before and I think I only listened to them when I heard that he was playing in a band yeah Mm -hmm. um are they supposed to be quite jazz influenced yeah definitely i didn't really get that at all from his drumming i mean particularly in it's probably hard to find something different to do in like you will never work in television because it is such a just a kind of straight up punk thing but yeah i kind of expected more interesting like there's not a lot else going on (laughs) no agreed and it's the same in uh in the smoke or whatever, it's uh, you know, I don't, I don't like that they've just got that reverb on the snare like straight away. There's, I just don't like the sound of it. I don't like the production. I'm assuming it was Nigel Godrick who produced it because he just correct. seems to do everything. And there's loads of bits where they have that weird little vocal reverb where it like phases it and stuff, which they've done over several Radiohead records and again his solo stuff. And I don't know, mix it up a bit, get someone else in. If you want to do something different, then do something different. Well, I'll quickly score each of them. I'll give the punk one a five and the smoke a four. I'll give the smoke a six and the punk one a four. Giving it a um, five overall. Sure. Uh, the smoke, um, yeah, six and the punk one a five. <laughs> they are victory scoring. I like how Mark set it up with scoring each one separately. Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even consider a score. There we go. There it is. Very, very arbitrary. Now, I understand um, you have games. Do, yeah. Yeah, I brought some games for you. I've uh, got a couple of music-based games uh, stolen from another podcast because, you know, that's what Will does. Yep. Best way to do it. Yeah, I've got music-based games just on the off chance I do it again and I can pick some film ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm into it. 
Uh, so I've got a couple of different, I say games, you know, they're, they're, they're questions really. Sure. Um, there's sort of three rounds and rounds within the rounds, the questions. I wasn't explained at all. Well. Sounds like Takeshi's Castle, but all right. Um, but they're, they're not difficult, so I think you'll be fine. Okay. Um, I, I didn't want you to have to write stuff, so I'll just I'll just make you take it in turns. Um, so the first round so. is is the band name real or not? Nice. Very simple. Going to give you a band name. Um, you can both answer, you know, all questions, but I'll just swap between you when you give me your answers. Okay. Feel free to give me your your, your thinking out loud as well. Looking forward to hearing that. Mm-hmm. So, first band name is it real or is it not real? Trampled by turtles. Uh, Will you can you can give me your answer first. I can see trampled by dot 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 being a band name, but in that in my mindscape, that's a very metal band name, and Turtles doesn't quite hold up to that image in my brain. So I'm going to go <laughs> not real on this occasion. Alrighty, Mark, real or not real? It's, it's got to be real. Has to be. It is. I have no rationale. <laughs> <laughs> Good. It is real. <sighs> Get in. Some of these I looked up as well to see what the band was. I don't remember what type of band uh, Trample by Turtles Trumpet, was. Trample by Turtles it is good. Fair play to them. For the ones that are fake as well, I went for a random band name generator to get them. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Okay, number two. Mm-hmm. Real or not real? About to go first. Sorry about your trousers. <laughs> Real. It's it rings great. a bell. It rings a I'm bell. Gonna, I'm just going to be. I'm just going to be so questioning myself constantly. I think that. I think that sounds like a name generator. I'm going not real again. It is not real. Come on, leveled the playing field. God damn it! I think there is a band called Sorry About Your Something. Yeah, um, but I don't think it was trousers. <laughs> Well, I hope it wasn't trousers, otherwise the generators <laughs> screwed me. <laughs> okay. Uh, number three, we have Diarrhea Planet. <laughs> Will to go first, real or not real? Diarrhea Planet. Okay. Um, I'm going real. For some reason, I don't think a random word generator would use the word diarrhea. I think that's all human. It's not just human to have diarrhea. No, but the the thought of it, I don't think AIs think about diarrhea. <laughs> so I'm using tactics now. I figure I can't get any further behind if I go with Will. Also, I think it's one of those that is so bad that, that it has to be real. So it both is. going real? Yeah. Both right. It is real. Get it in. I do kind of remember what sort of band Diarrhea Planet were. I'll take a guess. I mean, punk would be my scope. Scar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they look like they were about 17. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, how, okay. does one, how does one come up with that? 
and you're sitting around coming up with your names or whatever, which trust me, I've done. (laughs) How does someone else go, yes, you've got it, mate? (laughs) (laughs) That's why every good music duo or music ensemble needs somebody to say, that's a bad idea. Absolutely. Stop doing that. Yeah. Whilst I was looking them up, I saw a thing because I was just looking up like bad band names and um, saw one for like Five Finger Death Punch, which I didn't put oh, yeah. in there because I'm aware of them. Yeah, I'd have known them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they said like in the like article about it, they said like we were we wanted to change the name, but one of them was just like, no, it's the like it's the worst name we could have come up with. Like, Why change? <laughs> yeah, we're sticking with it. <laughs> yeah good memorable Mm. all right number four i've got 10 of these incidentally so i'll speed it up a little bit Uh, (laughs) number four bethlehem steel is it me to go first i don't know i've lost track no it's mark mark okay i think that's real well it seems a bit faith plus one i'm gonna go not real it's real ah Falling behind again. Can't remember if they were uh, oh, giving you a mark for that, Will. Uh, yeah, I can't remember if they were uh, religious based or not. Hopefully, a religious like Steel Pans band. Really, just going for the first react, <laughs> like whatever the first thought is. I'm going with number five, Mortified Tea Party. It just feels real to me. It's real, Marco. Doesn't to me. Not real. Mark is all over this at the moment. It is not real. That's what it means is all of these names are now up for grabs, so I should be happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> Jot some of these down. <laughs> Alrighty, number six. We've got Corpse Vomit. <laughs> uh, Mark, I think it's you first, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, uh, it's a nasty one. Um don't feel good about it, but I'm going with not real. I think it's convincing black slash death metal. I'm going to go real. Of course, it's real. Never listen to some corpse, uh, some corpse, corpse vomit. vomit. <laughs> Cannibal <laughs> Corpse, probably the most famous of those of those such named bands. Cannibal Corpse, nice, like it. Being, being as they were in Ace Ventura. Mm. Alrighty, four more to go. It's it's getting tight again. It's uh, four three to mark. Uh, we've got. Uh, the Bedwetting Boys. <laughs> real or not real? Oh, it's really good. Uh, I'm going to go real just because I desire it to be. I'd like to go and see the Bedwetting Boys. I think that's a cool name. I think it's real as well. It is not real. Oh, I, think well, the ge- I think the generator threw something up and I put the rest of that together, to be honest with you. Please with it. That's kind of... I was kind of getting a Punch Brothers vibe from him, you know. <laughs> Just for the sake of the internet, like Bedwetting Boys is now copyright. Uh, yeah, good stuff. All right, three more to go. All three more. Uh, we've got uh, the Dead Milkman. Real or not real? Not real. Got to take the risk. Real. Got a risk. It's not real. <sighs> Sometimes I, no forget, point. I, sometimes I forget your answers and I have to go off your reactions for who got the mark. 
There's no, there was no point just matching Mark, though. I think I had to, I had to plump for gaining some points. It's fair, yeah. All right, two to go. Uh, we've two got go. the Death Goats. Ooh, interesting. There's a few goat bands. I'm going to um, go not real. I think it was me to go first. Sorry if it wasn't. Lightning was. I think not real. I also think not real. Both right. Not real. Tactically, uh, it's in marks. Like uh, you just have to match my answer. And you can't. You can't lose. <laughs> oh yeah, Mark. Mark, Mark like has. The game. <laughs> you can just do that from one nil up. <laughs> yeah, then then just whatever you say. I'm going to say yeah. That. Well, that's <laughs> well, that's the. I mean, I've been swapping who goes first in theory. Although I've not remembered who it is. So. <laughs> So that's uh yeah. that is true that is true that stopped that being a plan if i'd you know, <laughs> followed it okay last one just for funsies because mark's already yeah. won this one yeah yeah way ahead we've got uh no, it's like six four i think but okay um but it doesn't make a difference you still can't beat him but okay last one uh green milk from the planet orange real or not real not real not real it's real Oh, God. Email from the Planet Orange. Yeah, kind of well looking. Yeah, kind of into that. <laughs> Don't know why. Sounds mad enough to be potentially good. Incidentally, um, Trampled by Turtles, 937,000 thousand monthly listeners. Oh, nice. It's more than uh, more than the smile. <laughs> <laughs> Green milk from. Uh... From the Planet Orange, a band from Tokyo. Well, I'm interested. Kind of psychedelic rock, prog rock, punk. Sounds great. There you go. Okay, round two. I'm going to do three three rounds of this. Might cut that down if it's getting really long. But mm-hmm. uh, um, so you take it in turns. You can. I'll alternate the turns as well. Um, name an artist. And then I want you to guess what top five songs on Spotify. On Spotify. Are. Oh, okay. Take into consideration, of course, the uh, the old Spotify algorithm that uh, will throw things that are new releases near to the mm-hmm. to the top, not necessarily just on their most listened to. Oh god. Okay. Um, although it is broadly on their most listened to. So, Will, you lost the uh, the first mm-hmm. one. So I'll give you the. Uh, you get to name your your band first. I, I'm not going to time pressure it as well. You can you can take. Oh, your thank time. you. I feel sick. All right, let's go. Take your time. You can talk me through it. What are you thinking on your band? You got some tactics going. None whatsoever. I, I don't know what you're going to. Uh... Oh, do I pick the band? Yeah, yeah. You can pick the band. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Okay. You can't, everything. I was about to say you can't just name the smile. Um, sure. No, no. I, I, will, I will. I will veto anything that where they only have five songs. Got to be someone with at least five. Yeah, a minimum. Well, of course, of course, yeah, more than five. That makes sense. I, All right. I, yeah, at least a couple of albums. Uh, genuinely um, tense, you know. Yeah, really. Like, <laughs> really. Oh my god! Wait till you last to uh, get to the last round. It's real on the spot time. 
really quite swear. My mind is so blank. Yeah, this is this is epic. I mean, at the moment, all you're doing is naming a band. <laughs> you know some songs of theirs. I'm not even actually to start the, the question. I know, I know, but I'm just trying to make sure I know like at least some songs. I'm gonna deep. I'm gonna reach deep into my teenage years because I think that's where I, that I will be at strongest and say the Offspring. Oh, good shout. Okay, I have their top five in front of me. Any order, you don't have to uh, get them in order. Right. You get you get a point for each one you get right. If you get more right, you can have a bonus point. Make there it up definitely, on the spot. There are definitely some albums that came out after sort of I stopped listening, but I think for a banker, pretty fly for a white guy. Correct one. Is it just called Why Don't You Get a Job? It's in at number five. Oh, I scraped it. It's got two points there. Two for two. There was a song off this album that was... Oh, Original Prankster. It's not there, I'm afraid. It's Unbelievable. Oh, I extended extended the list. It's number 10. I think that was their big single off Conspiracy of One, which was the album where I kind of lost interest. But I remember that being on the Kerrang! and whatnot a lot. Got two guesses left. Okay, so I can. Oh, I see. I, I thought that was it. Yeah, yeah. You can. You can keep going here. Yeah. Keep going. Okay. Um, shoot. What else did they do? Um, smash. Afraid not. No. Um, I'm just going to guess. No breaks. Afraid not. No. Okay. Strong start, but fell away. Just yeah. Uh, just so you know, the top three, you actually got four and five. Amazing that Pretty Fly wasn't uh, number one. Yeah, me too. Uh, but you're going to go far, kid. The kids, okay, the kids aren't, later. The kids the aren't, kids all, aren't right. all right. That one I should have had, yeah. Mm, uh, self-esteem. And self-esteem. Okay, they were all off uh, Americana, my, my gonna, teen album. You're going to go far, uh, kid, is like their most listened to track, though. I think it's quite mod. I think it's within the last couple of years, that one. Interesting. Wait, has more, more plays than the rest. Yeah. It's hard when you're on the spot. Mm. Given the answers, it suddenly seems easy, but Marco's turn. Right, we're going Pixies. Pixies, I'm there. Where is my mind? Number one. Hey. It's absolutely crushing this. It's there. Here comes your man. It's there. Ah, now he gets tricky though. Gigantic. It is not there, I'm afraid. It's number, it's number nine. It's the long list. The baser. It's there. He's got four. It's... um. Oh, once again, I started thinking, I, I got a, a song, then started thinking about my own choice and then forgot what I was going to say. There's no way I would have got the other one. Like, I, I'm amazed that uh, Gouge Wave away. of Mutilation. Oh, Gouge Away. Yeah, Wave of Mutilation, isn't it, either? Ah, interesting. And there's actually two versions of Wave of Mutilation in the, uh, in the top in the ten top as 10. well. Good old UK surf. Yeah. I'm going to give you the answer because it could be here all day. Uh, it's uh, all I think about now, which I'm guessing. That's in the top five. Yeah, I'm guessing is recent. I it is, want. yeah. 
It's off the album before last. Yeah, yeah 2016. It's not recent, recent. That's crazy. Yeah, there it is. Still, outstanding start, Matt. Four. Four to two after round one. Will, what's your second bend? Oh, my God, I don't know. Can I go Ruben? Really is going throwback. Ruben will always be current in my mind. I think of one song of theirs. It won't be in the top five either. I don't think. All right. Hold it up. Looking at him right now. No one wins the war. Oh. Gosh darn it. It's number six as well. So close. Ugh. Oh, mate. Flamethrower. William, 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 William. <sighs> Guess which number it is. It's seven. It is seven, yeah. Uh, the problem is, is none of them are like hits. There's not, <laughs> it's basically just my opinion versus the rest of the internet. Um, let's stop hanging out. Let's stop having fun. Uh, yeah, it's just listeners. Uh, let's stop hanging out. But I will. Okay. Uh, I will definitely give you that one. I'm not. Uh, not that harsh. Was, I thought it was bracketed. That's okay. Freddy Krueger. Yeah, correct. Number one, big number one as well. Quite a bit more listens than the others. Interesting. And I don't think it'll be in the top five, but you mentioned it, and I can't forget it. I think the song that you know is called "Boy." It's not in the top ten. No, I think I would kick myself if it were in the top five, and I decided not to say it. <laughs> Is that just another two? It is just another two, but, uh, you know, Mark gets a zero and uh, it's game on. Still all to play for, is my point. All right. I'll kind of cop out one where there's only about 10 songs that could be on there. I'm not going to use it, though. I feel like it's cheating. I might have disallowed it as well, to be honest. Okay. I I respect that. A couple of albums, at least. Well, technically, he does have a couple, but they're you know, after his death kind of thing. Okay. Um, I just can't think of any bands, full stop. Um, <laughs> right. Going to bring him out, the big boys, Coldplay. <laughs> All right. I was so convinced you were going to follow on from the Pixies with uh, Frank Black then, but Coldplay, yeah. Hold them up. Now, you are at a slight advantage here, Will, because I can't remember the name of any of their recent songs. <laughs> I mean, not um, a huge advantage. I don't remember the name of any of the. Oh, I, I can remember one. It might still be in there, but... Right. I'm going to take your approach of ones that I feel should be on there, and they probably won't be. Viva La Vida. It's not on there, I'm afraid. It's, oh, I thought that would have been. I out. thought it would have been as well. It's number nine. Okay. Um, oh, I think I might have to change my approach if that isn't on there. Maybe it's more front recent loaded. Can't remember any of the recent songs. <laughs> Higher power. Higher power. Higher power is not in the top oh my 10 God. even. Holy moly. This is going uh, my way, but I still feel bad for you. <laughs> Yellow has to be, surely. That was my, that was my jump to answer. It's, uh, it's big number two. Oh, 
Gets Maybe the fans are still very old school. Gets himself a point. Yeah, they hate that um, modern shit from Vida La Vida afterwards. Oh, what's that terrible song called? Fix You. Take your pick. <laughs> I don't hate Fix You. Anyway, it's not there. It's number eight. Oh my God, this is disastrous. Um, any other first album will be there? Stupid club one. <laughs> is it that you don't have to tell me the name, obviously, but is there a, a song with the chain smokers on the top five? The chain smokers? Yeah. What in featuring, the title? Featuring uh, the chain smokers. No. No. Excellent. <laughs> Good. I couldn't remember it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was a terrible pick. Um, I actually can't think of any other of their songs. Uh, Scientist. Oh, he's pulled it out of the bag. He's pulled it out of the bag. It's number three. Come on. Come on. Puts himself two in front as well with one round to play. Uh, The one that you never would have got, I would guess, off their latest album is uh, My Universe. Never heard of it. Me neither. Uh, Then you've got uh, Something Just Like This. Also shit never. club one that's the shit club one. Oh right okay it doesn't say featuring but uh right doesn't say shit club one they they, they may have more <laughs> than one shit club one bracket shit club one um the final one you could have got it's uh sparks sparks yeah what position number five wow i'd have never before that 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 is of their first album i think I don't know which um, one's their first album. It's off the same. Man. It's LG off the same fans. album as uh, as Yellow, if that helps. Yes, that's their first one. Interesting. Well, so sorry. What was number one? My Universe. Oh yeah, <laughs> that classic. <laughs> I presume just their latest single. That that was a tie, wasn't it? Uh, it was, but you got two more points on the uh, first one. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're two, ahead. two ahead. Oh, we, we're combining. I thought we were doing a. Yeah, yeah, I'm combining them. Overall right. winner. I, I respect that. Uh, so fi- final round. Will's got his head in his hands, that's what I like to see. I would like to pick Elvis Costello and the attractions. Dangerous. That is dangerous. I respect it. It's a bold move. It's going to be your undoing. I will say, I think putting in the attractions is more sensible. At least you limit the time period there. Because if you were doing Costello's entire work, then Christ alive, what would you pick? Indeed. Also, I can't remember what the single's called from his new album, which is number one in Costello's like top five moment, I think. But I can't remember what it's called, so I don't want to embarrass myself by trying to remember. Yeah. All righty. Okay. Oliver's Army. Straight in there. It's there. Number two. New Amsterdam. Nope. I'm oh, afraid. what? I'm I'm burn Spotify to the ground for this. I'm also, I'm genuinely not surprised it's not there. Like, I don't think it was that big a song. I think you just really like it. I mean, that makes it a really big song. I just I look really at some of, logic. I just look at <laughs> look at some of the other names on there. Like in the top ten in particular, there's some much more well known ones than that. 
I don't, think that's a, I don't think that's a hidden tie there. That's kind of just the point of the game. Well, yeah, quite. Um, <laughs> okay, that's really knocked me off my stride. <laughs> uh, this year's model? That is actually a little bit of a surprise, but no, it's not there. It was every day I write the book just Costello? I think it was, wasn't it? It's later than the attractions. So your problem with picking a time period is now that you've got to remember whether it was with the attractions or not. Yeah, I'm also just lost now in a bit of a cycle of just songs that I like. <laughs> I'm just going to have to spill this because I'm not. I'm going to waste time otherwise. Green shirt. Nope. It's a good song, though. Yeah, it's a great song. Um, Imperial Bedroom. Oh, well, 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 well. No, it's not there. Boo. What was the top five? It's going to be really, really obvious. Is that all your guesses? It is all your guesses, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Pump It Up is number one. Ah, oh, fuck, of course it is. Um, I am surprised by number three, uh, Good Year yeah. for the Rose is. That is a surprise, yeah. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have ever have guessed that. What's so f- makes me want to kick myself in the liver. Yeah, what's so funny about... Peace, love, and understanding. Well. I, I sort of forgot that was an attraction song. I, I mm. felt that was a Costello, but anyway. Uh, and uh, I want you is the final one. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have guessed that either. Fair no, enough. Me neither. Yeah, like radio, radio, shipbuilding, can't stand up, falling down the beat. There's lots of good stuff in there in the top ten. But yeah. yes, indeed. Uh, so I hate to say it, but um, yeah, unsurmountable, Marco. Bring it. Yeah. On. Mark, you've got a freebie here, mate. Yeah, uh, let's go, Bowie. Oh, well, that is big. I mean, it is a freebie, so no, no risk involved. Would you have picked Bowie had uh, had the game have been on the line? There's a couple of kind of cheat options where I actually think I know the answers because I've just listened to them a lot. Interesting. And, uh, I just had a look at the top five. I immediately like glanced past it. I feel if I'm checking out a new band, like if I hear a song that I like by a band, mm. I'll then start mm. from their top five to listen to it. Uh, right, David Bowie. Let's dance. Number five. Life on Mars. It's number six. Ow! People are stupid, man. Right. In, in fairness, You're it is David Bowie. The choir there, mate. <laughs> Dumb, my god, dumb. Right, that's just ruined everything. Uh, changes it's New Amsterdam all over again. Number seven, it's not there. Okay, so it seems to be leaning more towards his 80s stuff, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Jean Genie, not there. One more guess, Siggy Stardust, unbelievably. It's not there. It's number 10. Can I have a couple of guesses before you reveal? Of course you can. It was Rebel Rebel in the top five. It is, yeah, number three. And it's Heroes in the top five. Number one. Of course it is. Used in a oh film, innit? Like, that's, that's all you need. That'll be the, uh, that's that's <laughs> that'll poor be... on my part. I just didn't... There's, t- there's so many albums. There's too many. I the, think of that yeah, one. It's the same, innit? The, the bigger you go, the harder it is, because it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not what you think are the best five. <laughs> yeah. Which is annoying because everyone else is wrong. For completionism, uh, you've got Starman. Ashes to Ashes? No. Starman. Starman. And any final shout-outs? If you get it right, will you win the game? 
I'll take. I'll subtract all points from that. <laughs> okay, this is this becomes serious. Is it? Tis a pity she was a whore. <laughs> <laughs> it's a space oddity. Yep, fair enough. We we were both pitiful at that game. It's hard to be put on the spot like that, though. I know. I know. When it was seven seven five. I don't think that's that terrible. Of what, like 15 guesses? It's pretty bad. We could pick any bands like in the world. Yeah, I didn't, give I you, just, didn't let you pick your own band. I mean, to be honest, I, I pretty much forgot what I even like. I mean, it's, it's got yeah. that bad. I think, like, it'd be, I think it'd almost be easier if you pick the band because yeah, then like, was, the pressure's so. off and it's just a yeah. case of thinking, I don't know what I'd take that's biggest five hits or whatever. Like, Do you know what? That would have been the one to go for, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I think now Get I think about there. it like boy bands and stuff that yeah. probably had five hits and then mm. 45 B-sides. Yeah. <laughs> well, next time we do it, I'll think, what did Blue do? What did Blue do? That's the problem. I won't be able to name five take that songs, I don't think. Uh, I could like just Star, get Stardust. It's not called Stardust. Rule the uh, world. The film oh, yes, I've already, already failed. <laughs> If it was films with a take that song in the soundtrack, would have nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. So come for Big Robbie, Robbie Williams, Karaoke Man. Oh, yeah. Mo- Millennium, get... Waterfall. Angel. Angels. Yeah. Absolute, yeah. absolute sorted. Rock Gutted. DJ. Oh, what's <laughs> what's anyway, let's stop naming Robbie Williams. Songs. Bodies. Bodies should be in the top. Five. No, I said it's stop. Great. I said stop doing it. Do we? Do you said? Do we have a, a third round? We do have a third round. Yeah, I mean, the, there's no no tiebreaker now, sadly. But okay, this is the uh, the most the most pressured. I'm just going to see. Oh my God, um, I'm just going to. I nearly had a heart attack on the last one. Yeah, you're really going to. And that was it. just trying to think of the band. <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> the hardest bit. I'm going to tell you now, the, the pressure is going to come from uh, the fact that I'm going to put a, put a timer on. God. But, uh, it does rely on me having some way of doing that. Can you just... I just I just have to commit all my mental energy these days to just staying alive, basically. Mm-hmm. Remembering to breathe in and out. Yeah. Keep oh. your eyes open. Forget about that for a little while. and uh, Keep having to tell my heart to pump, that sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know how long to give you on these. 30 seconds or a minute? Is a minute too long? I think you should be harsh. A minute can be quite a long time when you when it went like it's not a it's not a huge amount of pressure under a minute. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean it is a name as many as you can question. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Oh my god. I'm terrified. Um let's make it 30 seconds then. Okay. So the game is name as many songs as you can think of within the category that I give you. Now, I'm not 100% sure that all categories are created equally, so I've labelled the categories one to six. You can take it in turns to pick a number. You'll be given said category. And then 30 seconds to name as many songs within that category as you can think of. Uh, just so that you're not thrown immediately, it's not like a name as many jazz ballads as you can think of it's like sure. name, name as many songs with a, I don't know a hairdo in the title 
Okay. Yeah. I've not. They're not as hard as hair do. That'd be impossible. Yeah. No, but I get. I get the gist. Really, really struggling to think of any. Oh my god, my mind. I'm just trying to think of any song, and suddenly I can't. What is music? <laughs> um, well. <laughs> I will let you go second on this because you went first on the last one, so Mark can be uh, heavily in the uh, in the firing that's, line. That's pleasing to me. Um, I can't even remember the songs we were literally just saying. No, I can't. I just can't remember any artist who's done any bit of music. There is one song that came up that I immediately thought that falls within one of the categories. Oh my god! Let's see if you remember it. Go on, go on. Um, so pick a, pick a number between one and six to select your category. Six. Okay. We're going to be fairly uh, fluid on what I'll accept in this as well, Mark. But uh, name uh, any songs that you can think of that has type of weather in the song title. Your time, <laughs> your time starts. You're 30 seconds from now. Singing in the rain. Yeah. The fog. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, sunny day, another sunny day. Um, Waterloo yeah. sunset. That's not weather. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Thunderbirds. <laughs> oh, your time's up. <laughs> <laughs> Thunderbirds. If you said like Thunderbirds, I go. I'm not sure whether whether I would have let it or not. The thing is, you got singing in the rain. When I was thinking, I can't think of anything. We had a path. Weather. I think I think you had a path there though, because it was like purple rain, November rain. No, you're right. I just I folded, mate. Couldn't handle it. It wasn't even my round, and I was panicking. I've right. enjoyed this um, so much. Pick a number, Will. One to five. Number three, please. Number three. Uh, name as many songs as you can in 30 seconds with a colour in the title. Starting now. It's some kind of blue. Um, blue and green. Why am I stuck on Miles Davis? Um, oh, my God. Green, green grass of home. Um, oh, what's the fucking sting one? <laughs> Black mirror. Um, Time's up. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so hard. You literally said one in your previous round. You did. What did I say? Green shirt. Green shirt, fucking yellow submarine, fucking yeah. yellow. Good God. Yeah, just basically what is this? I was, you, I, was, I was amazed you didn't say blue moon. Blue moon. So oh, oh, Rain, you just said that as well. You did, oh, yeah. God. As soon as you said black, I immediately thought of Black Betty. And, uh, there's so many. There's so many. When I just, it's, oh. <laughs> it's the pressure, man. Um, it I is the pressure. <laughs> I think you did it's better than pressure. me, though. I think you did better than me. You did do better. You got four. On a bike. Good luck, Marco. Whatever your round is. Cheers, man. Uh, three. No, you just did three. <laughs> yeah, you can pick any number apart from three. Fail. 
Uh, two. Okay, two. Uh, name as many songs as you can with either days of the week or months of the year in the title. Go. Blue Monday. Yep. Um, Saturday night's all right for fighting. Saturday night fever. Um, so the year there's none. Uh, December nice. song. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna allow it just because I'm a generous, generous man. I'm sorry, Will, but he was like half a second out. That's fine. I mean, again, we just said November rain. <laughs> we both batted that back and forth. I was going from January to the end in my head, and I didn't get as far as November. As November, eight, April, Paul Simon. The I'm, the first thing I thought of when you asked the cat, the category was yesterday, and then made myself laugh. That. It was such a shit answer <laughs> that I had to mute myself and just Monday. come away for a moment. Monday, Tuesday, I, yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> I, I was the same. I couldn't get eight days a week out of my head. Just like, this is not helping. <laughs> I just get latched onto single words, don't I? Know. I? So so hard. Could to you not? Away. Could you not think of a song that had the eighth day of the week in it? <laughs> I was also day. trying to think of that bloody Cure song with Friday, and I still can't think of it now. Friday, I'm in love. Yeah, Friday, I'm in it's love. only two minutes late. Come on, <laughs> uh, Mark, you scored four, which is uh, I think. To be honest, I thought that was a tough, tough old category. So uh, that one yeah, was a good way. Pretty Thank solid. I'll take it. Um, I will go for number one, please, Maestro. Number one. Uh, as many songs as you can think of with a girl's name in the title, starting now. Jolene. Um, a boy named Sue. Um, yeah. God. Abigail, Jennifer, um, Phoebe, Catherine, um, uh, Mindy. You're out Trindy. of time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm presuming you were just naming names by the end there. And it was probably the biggest single category of music song names. And I, did, I did think that was an easier one, I'll be honest. It, it definitely is. It's the pressure. I'm so, I, I'm so I shoddy under pressure. Mate. I had Julia and that was it. Uh, the there's loads I... of ballads. I reckon you could just go through Beatles ballads and there's a few, like Michelle. Michelle, yeah. Ellen the Rigby, yeah. Yeah. But all yeah. I got stuck on the um the Beautiful South song that's full of women's names, but the song's just called <laughs> Song for Whoever. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, the is, but then I just had a list of all of these names in my head, like Deborah and Sue, and it's like none of these are working for me. So yeah, another another blind alleyway. Fucked me up. <laughs> I got. I, if it helps, I really got Jesse's girl stuck in my head and just couldn't move. Jesse's girl. Yeah, fair play. It's a it's a tune. <laughs> Did I get? Uh, you got two. I'm afraid. Okay, fair enough. Uh, you're still in the game. It's uh, you know it's tight. You're one behind. Two round. Well, one round to go each. Uh, so, Mark, you've got four or five to pick. 
Four. Alrighty. Uh, so, 30 seconds to name as many songs with an item of clothing in the song title. Starting Queen Sir. Boom. Yep. Um, <laughs> Blue Jean. Yep. Um... God. Uh, Blue suede shoes. Yeah. Time's up, Mark. Also, I think shoes were the way to go. I think there's loads of uh, yeah, red shoe shoes. Yeah, dancing shoes. Again, I only thought of shoes right at the end. Yeah. I was cycling through trying to. It was caught on hats. <laughs> 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 oh, you started from the top and worked your way down. I like it. <laughs> like, they went through scarf for ages. Uh, sunglasses would have allowed, yeah. if you can think of any. Socks. There is a song called Sunglasses, actually. Oh, yeah, there is a song called Sunglasses. Oh, no, wait, that's called Glasses. Still would have counted. Yeah. Kind of. Not really an item of clothing, is it? I think the door is open, to be fair. The door is open. Free? So you Depends got what this last category is, but yeah, roll it up, buddy. Let's see how badly I can do at this. Yeah. speed. I'll give you a quick target to aim for. Need four. Four to draw. Yeah, okay. Let's do uh, it. Currently 10 6. Uh, so, final category number five is name as many songs with. An animal in the title. Time starts now. Song just called Lion King, Eye of the Tiger, um, yep. Wild Horses. Yeah. My Lovely Horse. Oh, it's tough, that one. Um, if it's on Spotify, I'm having it for sure. Um, uh, snakes. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> snakes is uh, cat counts. Cat people. Um, he's done it. Time's up. He's done it. Uh, okay, so, it out. so I'm going to check two of these. Snakes is a snakes is a pixie song, which I knew. I've got obviously oh, caribou. That's that was on the tip of my tongue. Also, you'll be happy to know there's long loads of songs called snakes. So that's uh, absolutely fine. My lovely horse, classically from. Uh, Father Ted. Maybe written by uh, called. You know what? I mean, I don't know whether the Divine Comedy wrote it. Divine Comedy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say because they wrote the theme, didn't they? Yeah. But, oh, no. Well, they did then, presumably, because uh, it's on their Spotify. So that's five. Yeah, boy. Well played. With an well outrageous played. final round, it finishes 11 to Will. Oh, wow. 10 to Mark. I feel oh, alive for the first yeah, time. That's, that's beautiful. That was better than most football matches, frankly. End-to-end mm. <laughs> -end stuff. I mean, I lost overall, and congratulations to you, Mark. Well played. But I feel uh, I feel good to at least one around. We're all we're all winners here. Mate. Absolutely, it was hard fought, and may I say, two outstanding performances. Thank you. Thank you. With with a bit, admittedly some some moments of poor performance in there. <laughs>
thanks for joining us at Screen and Needle. Join us next time. We'll talk about another film or album or something and play a game. Bye for now. <laughs>